0: So actually, Lyle, um, one thing that your book has actually spawned me to do is uh, uh, to work on a private member's bill uh, to ensure that there is medical assistance for infants born alive. Even if that is a fruitless exercise, that is something I'm going to put before the Parliament. And Lyle, that's yours. You have pushed me on to do that from reading your book. I have had the the parliamentary council actually draft for me a bill. It is the Human Rights Children Born Alive Protection Bill. This bill seeks to make it mandatory in all states and territories for all corporations that are involved in medical termination, in medical termination pregnancies or abortions, to actually provide medical life-saving treatment when a child is born alive as a result of an abortion. Hello and welcome to
1: The Lyle Shelton Show. It's a big show today. It's my last coming from the Good Source studio in Brisbane before I head to Sydney to take up my new role with the Christian Democratic Party. I'll have more to say about that later in the show. This week, I look at the shaming of white Christian males at school simply because they are white Christian males. Can you believe it? Do you, like me, think that the climate alarmism is well and truly a new religion? I'll examine Joe Biden's climate Zoom call with world leaders and the wacky ideas that were floated. And are we a nation of white supremacists? Well, our universities have been teaching kids this for years and now the Chinese Communist Party has jumped on board. All that and more uh, and and what the mainstream media simply will not report coming up. But first, For my audio podcast audience, what you've just been listening to is the voice of the federal member for Dawson, George Christensen. The first clip was spoken at the Brisbane launch of my book, I Kid You Not, Notes from 20 Years in the Trenches of the Culture Wars. That launch was last July. The second clip was George speaking in the Parliament in February, having made good on his promise to go away and draft this bill. It's called the Human Rights Children Born Alive Protection Bill 2021. Now, George was very kind in giving me credit for bringing the issue of babies born alive after botched abortions to his attention. However, the credit must go to two courageous Liberal Party state MPs whose stories of raising this issue I tell in my book. They are Nick Goyran in the Western Australian Parliament and Dr Mark Robinson of the Queensland Parliament. I simply wrote about their excellent parliamentary work in unearthing the grisly facts about the abortion industry's dirty secrets. Now many people on the left think the idea of babies born alive after botched abortions is a myth made up by conservatives or that it is extremely rare. But that's not what Nick and Mark found, and George has since confirmed the statistics through the Parliamentary Library. In Victoria from 2012 to 2016, 198 babies were born alive and left to die. In Queensland from 2005 to 2015, 204 babies were born alive and left to die. In Western Australia from 1999 to 2016, 27 babies were born alive and left to die. We don't have statistics from the other states. You can see that it has been a team effort to bring this issue to the light and to get it to the point where there is now a bill that parliament can debate. It is now up to all of us to use the people power that is available to us in a democracy to get George's bill over the line. That's where the Australian Christian Lobby has now come in. It has recently set up an online campaign where you can directly email your members of parliament to build pressure so there is support for the Human Rights Children Born Alive Protection Bill 2021. I want this show to be about action and if we can all put our shoulders to the wheel, we can bring about positive change. Go to acl.org.au and click on the link at the top of the homepage which says Urge Your Leaders to Support the Born Alive Bill. Let's not leave George and Nick and Mark on their own. We live in a participatory democracy and this is our chance to participate. The ACL has made it easy for us. Well, speaking of my friend George Christensen, he announced the sad news that he will not be contesting his Mackay-based seat of Dawson at the next election. George was one of the first MPs, along with Andrew Hastie, to speak out against the radical LGBTIQA plus gender fluid indoctrination program falsely named Safe Schools. The Guardian calls it an LGBT equality program. If only that's what it was. Incurious journalists are still yet to investigate serious allegations George raised, quoting evidence under parliamentary privilege about one of those who was leading the team where the program was cooked up. A conservative academic would never have escaped such scrutiny. But hey, George is controversial, according to the left-wing media that are glad to see him go. But maybe George can tell the difference between truth and lies, good and evil, a discernment our cultural elites no longer care for. Cultural Marxism and postmodernism play down evil and assert that truth is relative. This philosophy is a recipe for chaos and has poisoned the minds of a generation who have marinated in it from kindy to uni. The ABC said George was controversial for saying that Australia was at war with radical Islam. Answer this, Ida, chair of the ABC. Should we not be at war with extremists who while screaming Allah Akbar weaponise cars and mow down pedestrians in the Melbourne CBD or take hostages in a Sydney cafe? Are we not at war with those Australian born ISIS fanatics who jumped on planes to run to the sound of gunfire in Syria and Iraq, and then wanted to come back and live in our suburbs? What are those carefully spaced concrete blocks at the entrances of our pedestrian malls, if not defences against attacks from people who are at war with us. But hey, the phrase, war with radical Islam, must not be uttered. George has shown rare courage and is a true parliamentarian. As Senator Matt Canavan tweeted, George was not only a man of conviction, he is one of the most well-read and intellectual MPs. Anyone who has had the privilege, as I have, of discussing history, politics, philosophy or theology with George will know that. Yet an unthinking elite class led by an activist media write him off and even mock him. George is not perfect, none of us are. Member for Manila is thrown at him by his enemies, but the voters of Mackay love him and know that he fights for them. His margin at the 2019 election soared to 14%. His seat is as safe as houses. George is going out on top with the affirmation of the people that matter, North Queenslanders. As I mentioned in the last segment, George has made good on his promise and had the legislation drafted to require medical care for babies born alive after botched abortions because the current practice is to leave them to die. It would be a fitting tribute to George's long career for the Parliament to pass such a common-sense piece of legislation. But such is the sad state of our nation that not even a government led by a Pentecostal Christian will probably have the courage to take up the fight to the radical left and the libertarian right on behalf of our most vulnerable people. I hope I'm wrong. But George did this for the littlest amongst us. He has fought for many other unfashionable, but just causes. George, you deserve some time aside with your lovely wife, April, and your gorgeous daughter, Margaret. While you've been fighting the good fight, others of us have had the luxury of raising our families. Now it's your turn. But after a spell, we look forward to your voice again being heard in the public discourse. God bless you, mate. Well, like all cults, manipulation through fear and threat is the modus operandi. They're also heavy on doomsday scenarios. Followers put their minds into neutral and with glazed eyes repeat the same mantras. The climate cult, which now holds sway over world leaders logging in on Zoom, introduced another teenage guru to compliment Greta, how dare you, Tunberg. According to 19-year-old Zia Bastida, we've only got 10 years to stop the planet's climate falling off an irreversible cliff. The goalposts keep shifting, the demands get more extreme, the sacrifices required of us all more onerous, and the teenage high priestesses of this cult more loopy. Have a listen to Miss Bastida. The climate crisis is the result of thus perpetuating and upholding the harmful systems of colonialism, oppression, capitalism, and market-oriented greenwash solutions. We demand that you stop fossil fuel investments and subsidies. We demand that you stop any new fossil fuel infrastructure and existing fossil fuel extraction, including pipelines. We demand comprehensive, non-Eurocentric and intersectional climate education, including literacy on climate justice, environmental racism, ancestral and indigenous wisdom, on historical movements, disability justice, green careers and sustainable living. Now, this is the foolish berating world leaders, including our Prime Minister Scott Morrison, were subject to as part of the US President Joe Biden's online climate summit last week. At the, si- at the same time Bastida was giving free advice about de our economies, Greta was up on US Capitol Hill talking to lawmakers. Here's what she said. The best um, medication against anger and anxiety is to take action yourself. Now, Despite Greta and Zia's t- teenage tantrums, there is no sign that by 2030 the world's biggest emitters, China and India, will have even peaked in terms of their rapidly growing emissions of carbon dioxide. Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, sat stony-faced on Biden's Zoom call. Russia won't be doing anything anytime soon. Even Joe Biden's surprise and probably unrealistic commitment to cut US CO2 emissions by half by 2030 will do nothing to change the temperature of the planet. And if anyone believes the Chinese Communist Party will keep its promise to completely decarbonise by 2060, by which time our climate alarmists tell us it will be too late anyway, they believe the Uyghurs love their new digs in Xinjiang. It's a beautiful land, apparently. CCP dictator Xi Jinping must sit on these calls, barely able to keep a straight face. He's already got a state religion and he's God, not the green's God Gaia. That means he won't take orders from the West's teenage climate high priestesses. Xi's strengthening his his economic and military might. He's got Taiwan to retake he'll do it by continuing to build coal-fired power stations fueled with Australian coal while we are weakening our economy by closing our coal-fired power stations and installing CCP-made windmills and solar panels. Without fossil fuels, we have no way to provide electricity to houses and industry when the sun doesn't shine and the wind doesn't blow. That technology might exist in the future to provide baseload power uh, for wind to augment wind and solar, but we should not be conducting real-time experiments with our economic and national security. Climate policy is an exercise in futility and an expensive one at that for which working and middle class people are paying through the nose. But last week saw the future, sorry, last week saw the further integration of climate alarmism with cultural Marxism. Think on Bastida's words. We demand comprehensive, non-Eurocentric and intersectional climate education, including literacy on climate justice, environmental racism, ancestral and Indigenous wisdom, disability justice, green careers and sustainable living. Seriously? What on earth is Australia buying into? Why was Joe Biden giving a platform to these radical ideas? Now the ever pragmatic Morrison is ruling out targets and taxes saying Australia will get to net zero emissions by 2050, by which time the alarmists tell us it will be too late anyway, but that we will do it through technological changes. What few people realise is that the only proven technology that could get us there is nuclear and that is banned in Australia. The climate cult hinges on the proposition that the planet is getting catastrophically hotter because the burning of fossil fuels is pumping 51 billion tonnes of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere each year. In his latest book, How to Avoid Climate Disaster, Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates says that this carbon dioxide stays in the atmosphere for 10,000 years. What he doesn't address is the fact that human-induced CO2 is just 3% of the naturally occurring CO2 in the atmosphere released from volcanoes and other natural sources. As as Professor Ian Plymer points out in his book, Climate Change Delusion and the Great Electricity Ripoff, dangerous global warming did not occur in the past when atmospheric CO2 was hundreds of times higher than it is now. And despite growing CO2 emissions, the world has not warmed in the past two decades. We've put our faith in a religion which requires the managed decline of our economy at a time when our enemy, the CCP, is ramping up. We need to listen less to teenage zealots telling us the world will end by 2030 if we don't carbonise now. But the irony is that the more poor countries develop, the better for the health of the environment, not to mention people. As Plimer points out, forests in India have increased by 15 million hectares since 1960 it's not all a doomsday scenario but all we hear are the doomsday scenarios which have frightened an entire generation to the point where they are demanding irrational action by their leaders the sooner we snap out of this trance the better well welcome back you're with the lyle shelton show now you won't believe what you're about to hear Year 11 boys were labelled oppressors and privileged and ordered to stand in a humiliating gesture in front of their classmates at a Melbourne state school. Their crime? They were white, male and Christian, therefore representing all that is evil in Australian society. Toxic left-wing identity politics is out of control. Now the school, Parkdale Secondary College, has apologised after an uproar from parents. The class was being conducted by a ratepayer-funded youth worker from the Kingston Youth Services. The local mayor has also apologised. But how on earth did local ratepayers come to fund a youth worker who would be given access to a school where she could humiliate boys for factors outside their control? Why are the ratepayers funding the indoctrination of children into Marxist ideas? Marxist inflamed class envy has never ended well, yet the teaching of this is happening on the watch of the principal and a local mayor. The radical left's long march has been so successful that community leaders have simply become useful idiots who look like rabbits in the headlights when the programs being run by their subordinates are exposed. The Christian Democratic Party in New South Wales, which I will be joining next week as Director of Campaigns and Communication, has long fought the radical left's indoctrination of children. We will be working to make sure the Year 11 boys of New South Wales are not treated like the boys at Parkdale Secondary School in Melbourne. As Sydney academic Dr. Steve Shavora points out in his recent conversation with Deputy Prime Minister John Anderson, former Deputy Prime Minister John Anderson, on his uh, Conversations podcast, there's nothing wrong with teaching the failings of our past. But Marxism distorts our failings and ignores the positives of our past. It ascribes blame to a particular class of people, in this case white Christian males, in order to divide people. It seeks to pull down the house we are living in without proposing a replacement. Now, as Christians, we may not have been very interested in politics, but it is sure taking an interest in us, as the incident at Parkdale Secondary College shows. According to news.com.au, the Kingston Youth Service website describes its diversity and inclusion program offered to schools as suited to all students, all except white Christian boys, apparently. It goes on to say Youth Services believes that diversity and inclusion of any kind starts with a foundation of empathy and respect. The Diversity and Inclusion program explores a variety of themes around how diverse, inclusive and safe spaces can be created with the support of Youth Services embark on respectful discussion around a variety of topics including disability, LGBTIQA+, culture and race. Presumably, this means ensuring children are indoctrinated into LGBTQA gender fluid ideology. This latest incident at a public school will continue to drive the trend to homeschooling and low fee Christian schools. When an external enemy is hell bent on a hot war and then throws back at us the rhetoric of our own homegrown cultural Marxist, Surely it is time to start dealing with the enemy within. An entire generation of Australian children and university students have been brainwashed into believing that they have been raised in a white supremacist culture, thanks to our inherent racism, a hangover from our evil colonial past. This grossly distorted view is egged on of course by the taxpayer funded ABC and other left-wing media. So when a general of the Chinese Communist Party's so-called People's Liberation Army repeats what their teachers, university professors and mainstream media have taught them, Australian young people are going to have to decide whose side they are on. Because that is exactly what happened last week. Major General Xin Yan said Australians' concern for the freedom of Taiwan was, was motivated by white supremacy. Now I hope the postmodern soup our young people's minds have been marinating in for the past 40 years doesn't dull their senses so much that they can't see the irony of this statement. How can Australia be white supremacist for wanting to defend the freedoms of the yellow-skinned people of Taiwan? Our preparedness to support the US and other freedom-loving nations in defending an Asian democracy against an evil empire is colourblind. It is principled because strong principles about the right to freedom of humankind is the inheritance of our Western culture. Sadly, this is daily white-handed by our education system and the ABC. The ridiculousness of the CCP thug's statement should be self-evident along with the intellectual bankruptcy of the cultural Marxism which has infected our schools, our universities and our cultural elites." If Australia and the United States don't stand up to the CCP, who will? Let's hope the confused minds of our youth are not watching Major General Jin Yinyan's comments, thinking, yeah, but he has a point, we really are infected with unconscious bias. Our education system is in need of a complete overhaul, beginning with our teachers' colleges. This is not about whitewashing, (laughs) my unconscious bias is now showing, It's not about whitewashing the sins of our past, but helping children and young people see that the gift of the West is its capacity for self-reflection and self-correction. That's why we are a great nation today and why we should be proud of who we are. Major General Xin Yan and our homegrown leftists don't believe that, and that suits the CCP just fine as they beat the drums of war. Well, that's it for this week. But before I go, I want to comment on the censorship of Craig Kelly, the federal member for Hughes uh, down in Sydney. Now, Craig Kelly has put on his Facebook page studies uh, relating to the use of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine in the treatment of COVID-19. And there's, there's suggestions from around the world uh, medical journal articles that suggest that uh, this is effective in the early stage treatment of COVID-19. It may or may not be true. I don't want to get into that argument, but Craig should be free to put that information forward. Uh, those treatments are certainly being used in other countries. That is a fact. And yet Facebook has censored him for misinformation. Well, Craig Kelly's not the only one to be censored by Big tech. Uh, that the February um, edition of the Lyle Shelton Show, number twenty-eight, was also taken down by YouTube. Um, I don't like this censorship by these big tech oligarchs, which think that they can just decide uh, what is okay for. Uh, public commentary and what is not and use their power to strip us of our right to free speech, whether it's Craig Kelly or or YouTubers like myself. It's just not on. And I think this is something that the Morrison government needs to look at with some urgency and make sure that freedom of speech is maintained in this country. And these platforms, which are in effect monopolies as a result of their market power, uh, are, are required to conform to the public interest and that there should be a public interest component in the way they provide their services now also before i go i just want to let you know that uh, this sunday i'll be getting in the car and driving to sydney where i start work on monday as as director of campaigns and communications for the christian democratic party the reverend fred uh, nile the honorable reverend fred nile Uh, and his party leadership have invited me to join the CDP and to be Fred's successor in the parliament when he steps down this November. I've already begun campaigning to make sure we can retain the party's seat in the New South Wales upper house come the March 2023 election. Taking on this challenge is of course a tremendous privilege and it's an honour at which I'm, if I'm honest, uh, I'd have to say I'm daunted as well as excited. Fred's shoes are big ones to fill, but with your support and prayers and with God, all things are possible. Please keep me in your prayers. If you'd like to join or support the party, please go to cdp.org.au. We need to build the biggest possible army ahead of the March 2023 election we possibly can. I hope you might consider joining us in the trenches. I'll keep the Lyle Shelton show going once in Sydney so that you and I can stay in touch. Well, thanks to Dave Pello and his team of volunteers at The Good Source News for production and editing. Until next time, thanks for being with me. God bless. The Lyle Shelton Show is a production of The Good Source, hosted by Lyle Shelton. To watch, listen to, or read more content without the SJW PC fact filter, visit goodsource.news, good, S-A-U-C-E.news. Become a Good Source supporter for exclusive access to live and unedited interview recordings, including the conversations before and after the show.